On this episode of The Anthony Bradley Show, I'll be speaking with Connor Kilgore, the president of the Kappa Alpha Fraternity at the University of Arkansas. As a college sophomore, Connor's leading and expanding the reputation of his fraternity as a culture that embodies respect. And Connor will share his thoughts on how they accomplished this on this episode of The Anthony Bradley Show. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. Welcome to The Anthony Bradley Show. On this episode, I am having a conversation with Connor Kilgore. He is the president of the Kappa Alpha Fraternity at the University of Arkansas. And we are going to discuss some of the things that they're doing to make their fraternity great. And I am delighted to have you. So welcome, Connor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So your last name is Kilgore. That's just a really, really cool last name. Can you explain how, the origins of that? I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. So I actually get that a lot. Anytime someone hears my last name, they're always like, man, that's probably the coolest last name I've ever heard. But I'm actually Native American, but my great, great grandfather was adopted by an Irish family and their their last name was Kilgore. And so that it's an Irish Irish name. And that's where that comes from. Where'd you grow up? Where, where are you from? So I am from Argyle, Texas. And what is it about the University of Arkansas that drew you there from, from Texas? I get asked that a lot and I don't have a very good answer. My answer is always the University of Arkansas was a popular option for my high school. And I didn't really have an idea of where I wanted to go. I thought I wanted to play sports somewhere, but I kept getting injured and I knew that probably wasn't smart. So I thought, let's go to this, this school and just see what it's, what it's like and ended up loving it and decided to come here. And what do you, what are you majoring in? I am a supply chain major. <laughs> that major is in great uh, demand uh, given, given the last two years. My guess is that a lot of people probably didn't know what supply chains were until the pandemic hit. And then supply chains was like on everybody's mind because we weren't getting things delivered. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, yep. that's, that's really, that's really, really awesome. When you were in high school and you were thinking about your college experience was, was fraternities on your radar in high school? Were you thinking about it then? Not at all. Pretty much all of high school. I had two thoughts in my head and one of them was, I will never go to the University of Arkansas. And the other one was, I will never join a fraternity because I knew, at least from what I had heard, you know, Arkansas was this big party school. Fraternities, from what I knew at the time, just, you know, I didn't want to be in that environment. That's never been me. So I told myself, like, you would never see me in those two places. Um, and yet here, here I am. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm curious to know, in high school, I, I often ask uh, these presidents what the difference is between the relationships you had in high school versus the ones that you've experienced in your in your fraternity. How would how would you compare your high school friendships versus the ones that you've been able to develop? Yeah. So in high school, I think your friends are kind of decided based on what you do. For example, if you play football and that's your main sport most of your friends are probably going to be other football players or someone someone who does similar things as you and so they're kind of created for you in a way and i think with fraternity the relationships i've been able to see is we all kind of came here because we wanted a more intimate relationship with each other a deeper relationship with each other and so 
I think that's how I've been able to see that play out in a fraternity is these guys all came here wanting more of a deeper relationship rather than just friends that were going to be created for them in a way. Yeah. And so when you were thinking about it for yourself personally, you were just on campus, saw some flyers about Russian informational meetings and decided to go. How, how did how did you end up deciding, you know, I think I want to join a fraternity? Um, yeah. So that that was like a pretty last minute decision. It was towards the end of summer going into my freshman year. I actually had just kind of surrendered my life completely over to Jesus and decided that I wanted to pursue my faith fully. You know, I wanted to be all in. And so at this point, I was already committed to the University of Arkansas. And I thought, okay, well, my life just kind of changed a lot. You know, I'm, I'm making this decision to pursue Jesus fully. Like, what is next? You know, what is this going to look like? And at that point, I kind of felt called to go into this darker place of fraternities. There's not a lot of guys who have that vision in their mind um, and have that faith. And I thought, okay, I want to join this fraternity and I kind of want to be a light to the people that I surround myself with and um, just share some truth with those guys. And how many years have you have you been in this your chapter? I am currently a sophomore. So this is my fourth semester in KA. And you're already the president of KA? Yes, sir. Is that is that unusual for a, a sophomore to be the president of a fraternity at, at U of A? Yes, it's pretty unusual just for the size of the fraternities we have here. It's normally juniors or, or seniors. Right. And, and around how many, how many guys are, are in your chapter currently? We have about 240 members in our chapter, give or take. And do you all just have a recent initiation or is that pending? No, we had one last fall in November. Um, we're about to actually get a new class of recruitment guys. We're going through recruitment right now. Um, this past weekend was our round one and two of formal recruitment. And then we'll have our bid day this upcoming Saturday. And so as, as guys show up to the recruitment process, how would you explain to them why fraternities are, are good things? As you mentioned, especially for someone who's a, who's a Christian, it's not seen as the best place to form virtues. Uh-huh. And you're, you're, about to, you're making a case for guys that, that Greek life, fraternity life, a good thing to participate in. How would you explain to them why, why being in a fraternity is, is even something that they should do, think about? Yeah, I think giving them insight as to what fraternity life actually embodies and not just this view of what we think it's been growing up and seen in films and TV shows and, or whatever it may be, but actually giving a point of view, being inside the fraternity saying, hey, there are other things that are within a fraternity, especially the reason that I joined and what I was, I've been trying to do in my fraternity. You know, a lot of guys, when I talk to them and say, hey, we've been doing a Bible study and we have guys that are coming and this is something that, you know, we're trying to build up a little bit. And a lot of them are like, wow, that's, you know, that's not something I was expecting or want, like didn't think I was going to hear. That's something I'm honestly kind of interested in. So just a lot, allowing them to know that there are a lot of things that they probably didn't know about joining a, that would be in a fraternity. And so even, even for you, especially as a, as a Christian 
you had lots of options, right? I mean, there are college ministries on campus that you, you participated in. And as you, as you mentioned earlier, there's, there's, something, there's something about your life that you see yourself being on, on a mission, right? Mm-hmm. To, to sort of be light in the, the Greek world. Why do you care about that? I mean, you, I mean, what you could have done, Connor, is just hung out at a college ministry and just done that thing, but you've decided to to redirect your college experience and one sense be sort of a, a missionary. What motivated what motivated that? I think the biggest thing was the heart, the heartbeat for that. I think when I did make that decision to fully give my life over and to pursue God, he gave me the heartbeat for that environment and to be in that environment. And it's also just when you think of purpose behind a Christian and what, what our purpose is, it's to go and share the good news of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus. And yes, these on-campus ministries are great for that, but there's a place within fraternities where there's not really anyone doing that and they're not receiving that truth in their life. So just being able to come here and do that and offer that and give these guys the opportunity to at least receive that truth and see what it truly means, you know, to be an environment that you probably think you can't pursue that life yet being told by someone that you can, and here's how. It's probably not what, what people expect. And I have personally talked to many of my friends from Clemson. We were all in fraternities when we were there. And, and many of them said, when my son or my daughter goes to Clemson, they will not be in Greek life because of, of some of the things that they, they've heard about it. I'm wondering, as a Christian, how, how did you navigate being a Christian in a culture that's very not Christian, right? Uh, in terms of, you know, the party scene, this is sort of the, the stereotypes, right? The drinking, the hookup culture, all yeah. those sorts of things, guys being, you know, somewhat irresponsible in lots of different ways. But you came in as a freshman and then you navigated your way through that without compromising yourself. How how were you able to do that? I mean, how were you able to survive? I and mean, most people would assume that a Christian would be persecuted or they'd be outcast or they'd be marginalized. But you, as a Christian, in just a couple years, became the president of the chapter. And so how, how are you able to successfully navigate the Greek, Greek life and Greek culture, especially at a football school, right? Because I know exactly yeah. what those weekends are like on Thursday, Friday, and, and Saturday night, especially game day weekends, home games in particular. Yeah, that's a good question. It's really establishing establishing yourself early on as that person. So for me, when I first joined the chapter, letting my pledge brothers know and the guys in the fraternity know just by the way I live, hey, here's what my life looks like. So early on, they realized, okay, I don't drink, I don't smoke, you know, I'm not doing these things. Being able to establish that early on, you'll you'll start to have guys come up to you and ask why, like why why don't you why do why don't you do this? And it gives you the opportunity to tell them why and the purpose behind it. And at that point, there's a lot there is a lot of respect behind it, you know, which was cool for me, you know. A lot of people probably have been very persecuted because of that. I've been blessed, not necessarily to be extremely persecuted, but have more respect behind it of guys saying, okay, I don't agree with that. However, I respect what you're doing and 
because I was able to establish kind of that respect, it, it made it easier on me going forward because guys knew, okay, Connor is not going to live this life because of this. And so they didn't, they didn't try to force you to renege or bend on your convictions. They were totally open and, and, and respected your, your decisions. Yeah. I wouldn't say they didn't try and force me, but you know, I, there is still a running joke. I guess you can say that guys are always coming up to me, you know, kill core. Let's, you know, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And obviously they know my answer, what it's going to be every time. And it's not so much them trying to force me to do this, but you know, just kind of friendly conversation more so. So let's, let's say you are at the informational meeting and you have those convictions too, and you're just afraid. You're just afraid that if I share those with, with guys during a rush, I'm not going to get a bed. If I share these things, I want to be in this chapter. They're not going to let me in. I need to, I need to somehow behave in a way that I think they want me to behave instead of being the person that I truly am. What would you say to that guy who's, who's sitting, listening, thinking, wow, I'm, I'm a lot like Connor, but I just don't think I could, I could do that. I would say don't fall into that, that lie because that's what it is. It's a lie. And being able to establish yourself for who you are, that's how you're going to end up in the place where guys are actually going to accept you for who you are. Guys don't want to see this fake face while you're trying to rush and then you join and you're someone else. That's not what guys want to see. And like I said earlier, if you establish yourself early on with your beliefs and what you want to pursue, and you also are getting into that fraternity because you were being honest in yourself, then you already have that advantage moving forward of what you want to do. And those guys know that. Yeah. So it, it really takes a lot of, of courage, I think, in order to to make that case and make that public and then just not worry about it. Right. I think I think mm. one of the things that you did is you 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 dug down deep in your courage and said, I'm going to present my true self. I'm not going to be fake. And if I get a bit, I get a bit. If I don't, I don't. But I'm not going to change who I am just to get in this fraternity. And it was interesting, right? In the process, K.A. said, you know what? We respect this guy. We like this guy as is. He doesn't have to be the guy that that we might imagine to be. We're going to take him with his convictions. And I think it's really admirable that you're in a chapter that has that level of maturity that they were able to, to do that. There are some fraternity chapters in America that would not do that. And I think, I think it, it really speaks to the maturity of KA, that they were willing, the brothers that were already there, I think already were, were willing to be that mature and that adult with respect to issuing you that level, that level of, of respect. So it sounded like you landed in the, in the right space. Mm-hmm. For sure. Can you tell us a little bit about how the rush process works at University of, of Arkansas all schools don't do them the same way. Can you just tell us for, for people that aren't students there, what's, what's the process like from the informational meeting to initiation and what's the timeline and, and things like that? For us, we actually are currently in that right now. So this past weekend, Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning, and pretty much all of Sunday was our formal rush round one and round two, which basically as a person rushing, you go to every house You come in, the chapter will give a speech, not a super long speech, 
but I give you a speech, kind of who they are and what their values are and what, what they're looking for. And then you'll just start meeting guys at the house. And then that'll be about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. And then you move on to the next house. And that's sort of how the first two days work. And then you come back again on Sunday for round two and you've made cuts to where you're down to, I don't know, a maximum of seven houses. And you kind of do a similar process, maybe have a little bit more time. And then we have kind of this whole week off up until Friday and Friday is the last round, which is called preference night. And you're down to your final three houses. And those are the longest parties about an hour long at each house. And that's where it's kind of the last stand of you come to the house, try and talk to whatever guys you can one more time, make sure that relationship has been established and built up. And at that night, or the final cuts and the chapters decide like who they want, who they don't want. And the next day you find out, you know, what chapter you've been accepted to. That's the official bid that you receive. Is that correct? That is. Mm -hmm. And then after, after you get a bid, how many weeks until you're finally initiated? Uh, it varies from house to house. Typically I'd say it could be anywhere from, I don't know, five weeks to 11 or 12 weeks, whatever process that house, you know, likes to stick with. What is it? What is it for you all? It's typically around eight weeks on average, I'd say. So around two months. And yeah. so when you, when you were going through the process yourself, you were going from house to house to house and you decided there was something about there was something about KA at, at U of A that made you think, you know, I really, really want to be with these guys. What was it about about KA at Arkansas that made you decide, you know, these are the men I want to I want a life with? Yeah. So it was weird when I was going through Rush. It was during COVID. So our entire Rush was virtual. It was on Zoom calls. So there was no going into the houses, meeting guys in person. It was all virtual, which was very weird. But from all of the Zoom calls that I attended for KA, I could tell they were much more organized and set up in that way that was different from other houses. And then also the night before pref night, I got invited to go to just a small dinner and then go bowling uh, just so they could get to know me a little better. And so I went to that, got to know some of those guys better and went bowling and just had a good time. And got to talk to him more. And they were guys that I definitely wanted to surround myself with for sure. And as you, as you think about your chapter now, what are some distinctives about KA that, that sets you guys apart from some of the other ones? Not that you, I'm not saying, you know, throw shade on the other chapters, but what are, what are some, some, some good things about, about being in KA at Arkansas you can highlight? I think a very big thing is the reputation that we have on campus. It's very good. I'd say if you go ask anyone on campus, you know, what, what's the reputation like at KA? Like, what are the good things? What are the bad things? Almost everyone's going to tell you, like, I have nothing bad to say about KA. They're respectful guys. They're good dudes. And honestly, that's what a lot of the rushies have told me this weekend when they come in. They're like, honestly, I just... I've asked a lot of people about KA and they've had nothing bad to say. Like, that's awesome that you have that reputation established. So I think that's a very big, big thing that we have going for us. That just really speaks to 
a narrative about how good KA's been, not just this year or last year, but for several years, because as you know, on college campuses, once you get a bad reputation, it can linger and last for years. Mm-hmm. Even after the people that created the bad reputation are long gone, the reputation stays. So the fact that you guys have a good reputation, I think, really speaks to the kind of culture that KH has had for a number of years, right? And so that's probably cultivated first by some some men who were who were currently alumni. That helped set that up for you guys. I went to the the national website and I saw some things there that I just want to ask you about in terms of some of the values. And I'm really curious to know how how it is that you guys apply those values there at U of A. The first thing that I I saw was was reverence. Uh, It says that our motto is Dei et les dames. It says that, that it reminds each of us there is a higher being in our lives, just as our founders were in 1865. We are called together to demonstrate our reverence for God and to cultivate our moral faculties. If a pledge hears that during an informational meeting, what, what should he expect to experience in KA with that motto there? Yeah. So that motto that you said, uh, do a ladam, it means God and the woman which basically kind of sets up that we believe that even if you're not necessarily a Christian, all of our members believe that there's a higher being, that there's someone above them and that we have respect towards that being, you know, we, we know that there's a higher being that God is above us. And also, you know, God in the woman that we also have a very high respect for women, especially in that, they are also above us. Like we're putting them before ourselves. And I think that's where the whole reputation comes into play of, we have a great reputation because of this value that we have, that's going to establish, we have high respect for this being for God and also for ladies and also for others on campus. When you think about that, can you think of a specific example or a time where someone would be able to see that? either in, in your own life or the life of one of your brothers, is, is any, any stories come to mind about, about, hey, you know what, this is, this is an opportunity that we actually put into practice for God and women? I would definitely just say seeing my brothers in action of how they respect others, not only guys in our chapter, but on campus, you're, you're never going to see one of our guys be disrespectful to someone else. And also just for the fact that not a lot of fraternities have the position of chaplain. And so we have that position that basically is to inform the members of that value and to hold Bible studies once a week. And so that's what I I did last year as a freshman. I held Bible studies once a week, again, kind of establishing my purpose and beliefs and values and just being able to have that and say, Hey, we value this. This is something that means a lot to us. Like once a week we have this. Um, I think those are two things that show, show that value in place. Well, that reverence says to me is that, is that the culture at KA really seeks to cultivate humility and, and you all want to, on the one hand, recognize that you're not the center of the universe. You're not the most important entity that exists. But then secondly, there are other people who, who should be respected and honored and, and, and put before you, like you said. So I think, you know, you, you all cultivating that with each other 
within the community and also outside of it is just really, really extraordinary. The other value that I saw was, was gentility. It says chivalry and respect for all. The second part of our motto reminds us, it says, that, that the age of chivalry idealized uh, woman and honored her. The modern gentleman continues this practice of gentility. Mm-hmm. Showing respect and humility to all that he encounters on his campus and in his family and in his community and in his in his career, as you said, I think I think that couples very nicely with that reverence value for you all. Do you find that guys are attracted to this? Do they want to be like this? Do they do they like yeah? I don't, you know, I like the social part. I like the brotherhood part. I don't this whole gen, you know that that part. I'm not I'm not too down with. How how do guys respond? when you offer this as the second part of the, of the motto and why it's important? I think most guys do honor that and respect that and want to see that in a chapter. And I think that's something that helps set us apart, that guys see that and see that value and want that reputation and want to be that gentleman to establish themselves as that. And like you said, it kind of goes hand in hand with reverence, just being that gentleman, you know, that we don't really see a whole lot of that anymore during these days. And it's so much as so you go on campus and you're going to hold the door for someone coming behind you, whether or not they're going to tell you, thank you, whether or not they were, they were respectful of that. You're still going to go do that every time. And that's just an example of what that value means for us. And as president especially for, for this for this year, what, what are some of the ways that you have envisioned helping guys put this motto into practice? Are there activities, programs, uh, particular initiatives that, that you, you, want, you want the guys to participate in so they can actually do this? I wouldn't say necessarily we've had too many programs to go off of for that value. However, my, my whole goal is to show guys those values by the way that I live and how I treat others. And I think being in the role of president, you kind of always have eyes looking towards you. And if I'm always, you know, with my exec team, I'm putting them first, I'm putting their needs before mine. I understand that their jobs are just as hard and they have tasks to do. And if I can help them and also just have the, the idea of my door's always open. So if someone in the chapter needs something from me or needs to talk to me, they know that they can come knock on my door and they can have a one-on-one conversation with me and not worry about anything. And I think just setting that up as a leader of a chapter and leading by example really kind of can establish a lot for every member. Has that happened? Have you guys, do you guys come to you and, and, and talk about stuff? Yes. I, I mean, it's been kind of a process over the year, like I said, of establishing that value. I keep going back to that, but that it's so important because those guys that have now seen me and see what I live for and the values that I embody are now comfortable coming to me and talking to me about personal things in their life and things that they may not go to other people about. And I, you know, I have multiple guys that'll text me and and say, Hey, are you in your room? Can I come talk to you or whatever that may be? Yeah, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. And so that, that, that really speaks to the, the brotherhood aspect of, of your chapter. What I read is we are, we are bound to each other for life. 
we befriend and assist our brothers, especially in times of need. Every fraternity always talks about the brotherhood, the brotherhood, we're brothers, 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 et cetera. Yeah. Every, everybody says that's one of the things we do is like, we're, we're a brotherhood, but all brotherhoods aren't the same. And I'm wondering for, for KA at U of A, how do you guys cultivate your brotherhood? How do you make brotherhood a reality so, so that guys can trust during the informational meeting, during the rush process, that this is actually going to happen? How does that look at KA? Yeah, I think it starts with the guys that we want to recruit here. So it starts with us and it starts with, okay, let's look for those values now in the guys that are coming to join a fraternity because those are going to be ultimately the guys that carry on this chapter. So we really want to focus on those guys that embody those values already. I think as they go through the recruitment process and they see those values and they have those conversations with us, they can see that we all want and do hold each other accountable for our actions. And I think that is one of the biggest things that comes into play with that brotherhood, because ultimately we're all here because we know that Kay has a good reputation and we want to be seen as those gentlemen. And we don't want to ruin that because who, who doesn't want to be seen as a gentleman and embody those values. And so we establish that accountability with each other so we can keep that reputation and keep us to make sure we are gentlemen and we are embodying the values that we say we do. As you know, fraternities get a pretty bad rap and people make these assumptions about them. They would see someone like you and think, oh, he's just a frat boy. So he's probably a, a drunkard. He probably is a misogynist. You know, he's, he's probably a really terrible person. Why do you think fraternities get such a, a bad rap? And why do you think the, the stereotypes like that exist? Honestly, I think from what people see as they grow up, in films and TV shows. And I know that probably seems like a generic answer, but honestly, when I was joining a fraternity, it, like once I decided that's what I was going to do, I still didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. And even just a couple of days ago, I was texting a guy who's uh, coming to the university of Arkansas in the fall and thinking about rushing. And he even was saying, honestly, like I'm interested in joining a fraternity, but i all I know is what they look like on shows and movies. And I said, yeah, I know, I know how you feel. That was, that was me coming in. I didn't know a lot about it and what, you know, outside of what was shown on those movies. So I think that's where it kind of starts the culture that that is building. And so how do you explain to a guy like that, that KA is not like the stereotype, right? We're not, I mean, we still have a great time, but we're not a group yeah. of terrible men how do you communicate that to someone who's coming on campus and hasn't really seen you guys in action yet? Um, honestly, I think that's something that can be difficult. It's good to have those conversations and to say, hey, I was right where you stood. I didn't know much about it. I thought the same thing, but I was welcomed by these guys in KA to the point where I saw out of that and I saw through that and I knew that these guys were going to hold, hold me accountable they were going to respect me for who I was and they were going to welcome me into the chapter despite who I was. And I think 
that was the biggest thing that allowed me to kind of see, okay, there's way more to a fraternity than just what that is showing on those, on those shows and movies. Did your parents have any reservations about you being in a fraternity where they're like, uh, Connor, I don't, I don't know about this. No, they, so none of my parents were in a fraternity or in Greek life, but they were actually encouraging of it. You know, and I brought up the idea, I don't really know if I should do this or not. They thought, honestly, like, go do it. I mean, they knew what fraternities in Greek life actually embodied and they knew it was going to be a great opportunity for me and great networking and just kind of all of the above. And they thought, you know, Connor, go, I think you should go try it out. So that, I think that helped as well. Now you mentioned that in your brotherhood, you all want to keep each other accountable and, and especially keeping each other accountable to maintain your reputation. What are some instances where, where someone should expect to be held accountable with respect to that, that reputation? What sorts of scenarios, what sorts of context does accountability matter? I think, first of all, accountability matters in pretty much every aspect of your life. But I think somewhere that we can start is honestly just how guys are going to act in the house. Are they damaging property? Are they messing, messing up things in the house? And if so, you know, we're going to handle that appropriately. If we see someone damage the house, we're going to sit down and say, Hey, you did this. Here's what this is going to look like. Now you're going to have to help pay for those damages. And we're not going to do that again, those sorts of things. And by establishing that accountability, even in the smaller things, I think it sets up the bigger picture of, okay, if I'm going to be held accountable for this, then I'm most certainly going to be held accountable for this over here. What's also really interesting about, about KA is it has this emphasis on being respectful with respect to women. How do you all talk about that and, and establish some, some boundaries so that if some women come over to your house, let's say you guys have a party, they can expect to be treated in a way that's consistent with the values that you all have? How, how do you guys go about helping each other do that? I think, again, it all starts with the rush process and first being able to establish that we do have that and then showing that as they become new members saying, hey, we're not just saying this is one of our values. This is actually important. We're not going to you know, invite girls over and then get a bad reputation or do things that we shouldn't be doing. You know, We're going to respect them. We're going to show them you know, the respect that they deserve and that they need. And ultimately, over the years, as we've done that, here we are with this great reputation and, you know, girls have nothing bad to say about our chapter. They do know that, yes, guys like to have a good time, but also at the end of the day, they're going to respect us. And honestly, they're going to take us home or walk us back to wherever we need to be if it comes to that point. One of my dreams is that is that fraternities would would structure themselves such that they would be the safest place for women on campus to be. Your fraternity house should be a refuge for women. They should feel the safest there than on any other place on, on the entire campus because of the level of, of respect that, that you all show women and to do it in a way that is, that is dignifying as well. Taking a step back now, so you're in the middle of the rush process right now. And you all have a reputation. You're the president this year. So you have, a, you have some time to kind of cultivate 
I guess what you might say in business, build a brand, grow the brand, grow the reputation. When people hear KA at the University of Arkansas, this year in particular, or maybe in the years to come, what, what do you want them to immediately associate KA with on your campus? You know, what are you, what are you hoping the reputation will be in the future as well? I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is respect. That word respect. I think that is so huge for our reputation, not only now, but in the future, um, that people hear KA and they can ultimately associate that with respect. Whatever that looks like, whatever they want to associate any situation with, it's going to be come back down to respect. I think that's the most important thing. I'm pretty confident that we embody that right now and we have in the past. And I think that's something that I would love for us to be able to say that we embody in the future. When you stand in front of pledges or rushes at the, at the informational meeting and, you, and you're giving the, the pitch mm-hmm. for, for why, why a man should be interested in, in pledge KA, what, what, is, what is that pitch? What's, what's the yeah. pitch for KA? Yeah. So we actually just did that this weekend on Sunday. I gave the speech, I don't know, seven times, however many times it was, but we ultimately kind of just run through our past, give them a little bit of history on our chapter and then talk about, yes, you can have a fun time here and then really wrap it up with, however, is that why we're here? The answer is no, we're not here for that. That's a benefit that we can have, but we're here to surround ourselves with leaders and successful guys who are going to put academics first, their degree first, and others first. And everything else is just another benefit of joining. And I think that's honestly the biggest thing. You know, we want guys who already align with the values that we have. Um, we're not trying to take a guy who may embody a value, may not, and then try and shape them into this person we want them to be. We want to take the guys who already embody that and build off of that. Is it safe to say that if you are a man who already wants to be what you all are about, this is the fraternity for you? That's essentially what you're driving at. Is that, is that correct? I would say so. Yes. When you look back on your years, I mean, you've got a couple of years left. And when you look back at, at your experience NKA, what what do you think you're going to remember the most? What what impact do you think it's going to have on you that, that you'll be reflecting on and telling your children and your grandchildren about? You know, when I was at University of Arkansas, I was a K, and this is what it did for me. What what mm-hmm. kinds of things do you, you think you think you'll talk about? I honestly think I will talk about the relationships I was able to build. I think that was that's going to be my number one talking point, my number one thing that. I enjoyed most was starting fresh from high school to college, joining a fraternity, building these relationships within this time at KA, growing as a person and as a leader to the point where these guys had not only respect for me, but they wanted to get to know me more. They wanted to know my values more. And they became open and comfortable to talking about personal issues, personal things in their life that they may not have been able to talk about with anyone else. So I think it's, it would be really cool to just talk about how, man, these guys really opened up to me. They became comfortable with me and became really good friends with me and were able to talk about all of these things. That's really extraordinary for someone to be 
just a sophomore and the president of a fraternity at a school like the University of, of Arkansas, which has such a storied reputation and history, right? such a strong Greek life history there. It's really impressive. And I think, I think it just shows so much about your own character, where you are in terms of, of embodying those things already. The fact that your brothers respect you that much, they're, they're willing to to take a risk on a, on a, on a sophomore, as, as, as some would say, I think you're doing an absolutely incredible job. One of the things I, I really hope is that your parents, one of the reasons I'm, I'm doing these interviews is because I, I want, I want like your parents to be so proud of you because uh, to be your age and to have this level of, of leadership, it's just extremely impressive. And you just don't see a lot of that right now. So your folks should be at absolutely thrilled with the man that you are. And I think it's it, it really speaks to part of God's providence that he would put you in this position to love on these guys, right? And to be there as a resource and to help direct their futures that way. I mean, you being president with the values that, that you have has the potential to change lives while, while you are serving serving your house. So, well done. And I, I could not be more thrilled and just delighted that you get to serve in in this position this, this year, Connor. Absolutely, absolutely splendid of you to be there. So Connor, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Anthony Bradley Show. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters for supporting this channel. Your faithfulness allows me to continue to do the things that I love to do, which is interviews like this. And with that, I'll say goodbye, and I'll see you next time on The Anthony Bradley Show.